You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Helix Hour. We are live. Happy Sunday to you all. Uh, we have a very special guest today. We've been excited about this one, working on this for probably a better part of a, a full calendar year, uh, guitarist Vernon <laughs> Reed. How are you doing, my friend? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? What's I'm doing really good. The weather over here, I mean, we're just kind of across the border, pretty much almost straight across. The weather over here is a little nicer today. There's no snow on the ground. I'm right. feeling pretty good. We got a great bunch of people in the chat. That's just I don't think we could have a better uh, a better start. Hey man, I think the polar vortex is is leaving us alone this Sunday. It's a little rainy. Yeah. But it's not it's not super cold and I'm totally always happy when it's like that. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Well, this is good, but we're going to get warmed up pretty quickly here as well, too. But before we do, and I wanna, I'm want i going to actually read from some notes here because I want to just make a little bit of an emotional statement, uh, um, and I don't want to mess it up. So we had this uh, we had this really, really good friend. His name was Will G.L. Ellison. He called himself G.L. Ellison, but he was more popular no, uh, known as a humbucker lover in the guitar community. He was kind of a glue to a lot of our channels doing this thing. So I'm just going to read a little note. So um, I'd like to mention that we had a great friend and respected member of the online guitar community that would uh, have given anything to be here and watch this interview today, uh, Mr. Will uh, G.L. Ellison, a.k.a. Humbucker Lover. Uh, he was the world's biggest fan of you, Vernon, and, of course, Living Color. And uh, Will sadly passed away uh, late last year, and uh, this show is totally in his memory and dedication today. So uh, Will's watching from heaven with some good Wi-Fi today, and he loves you. Absolutely. You know, uh, rest in peace to Will and condolences to his family and friends. Thank you so much. Thank you. I know he'll, he'll appreciate that uh, greatly, and so will his family. Uh, we've got a few Super Chats jumping in right off the hop, and I, I want to just at least thank those people for the uh, beautiful donations. I appreciate that. My good friend Django Amadeus uh, sends uh, $20 to so thank you for your hard work producing these shows. Uh, my my brother at line six, Frank Rashad, thank you, sir, $24, $25, the best entertainment on the web right here. And I think there was one from Aaron Short. Uh, so thank you so very, very much. He says, I love these shows. So useful and interesting, my friend. So uh, folks over in the chat, thank you, Aaron, Frank, and uh, Django. I appreciate that greatly. We'll be jumping back and forth to the chat quite a bit today so we can get some questions for Vernon as well, too. And I'll try to say hi to as many of you as possible. Um, but Vernon, before we jump into all kinds of technology and stuff like that, um, right. you've had a lot of, um, signature guitars over the years and, you know, right. a lot of, you know, kind of like just like over on the Eddie show, we like to follow Eddie's, you know, Frankie's and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, one I want to talk about right now is PRS. So you've got your signature and you, you might actually have a couple beside you. Do you want to tell us what the, yeah, uh, yeah, what that yeah. model's about? Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're custom S2 Velas. Okay. And um, it's just, I've, I've known Paul for really a long time because he started his company. I started the band Living Color in 84 and Paul started PRS in 85 or those thereabouts. Or, or, or is it the other way around? <laughs> <It's 83. laughs> he started, we started around, right around the same time. And we met when there's the one time that the NAM show was in New York. Okay. And that's, and, and, uh, and we met. And uh, it was funny because I was really into kind of a whammy bar, twang bar thing. And he was doing stock tailpieces, but I always respected his work because, you know, one of the guitarists that influenced me a great deal, Carlos Santana, he switched from Yamaha guitars mm -hmm. over to, you know, because he was an SG guy for a while. 
Then he was a L6S uh, guy. Then he played a custom Yamaha, and he, he moved over to PRS. And then he kind of stayed with PRS. That's and, right. Uh, and that was a that was so I always respected the aesthetics, the sound, and it really just took a whole lifetime of going through different. You know what I mean with the ESP. Um, thing, the Hamer thing. I mean, these are companies that took care of me. The great, and uh, and for a while, for a short time, I was with Parker. Mm-hmm, yeah. And and uh, but then it, it, there was a juncture where there was an opening, and uh, and we had a mutual uh, mutual friend, Jason McNamara, who's uh, an Aussie uh, guy who's uh, he's living in Tokyo now. He's, he's an amazing dude in his own right. But he was the bridge that kind of reconnected me to Paul. And then Paul was like, yeah, of course. And then we've just been kind of doing our thing ever since. And then I, I was looking at their line of guitars, and I noticed that the I liked the shape of the, S, the Vela. Mm-hmm. It, was, it had a different aesthetic, a different look to it. Right. Um, and then they had a pick guard. And I said, you know what? That pick guard is awfully blank. What about doing, you know, like a kind of collage art piece on it? And, uh, you know, and that's how... You know, eventually it led to the limited run of the uh, VR uh, VR Vela, VR S2 Vela. It's a beautiful guitar. Have you like? Do you prefer Floyd more so than like like a, a tremolo as opposed to a fixed bridge? All like, if you had your say, all the time. Well, you know what? I think they, they all, the different bridges have their place. I think I think um, I'm a Floyd guy mm-hmm. um, as far as that goes, but. Um, I'm okay with stock, you know, with stock where, where there is no tremolo, with stock tailpiece thing, and I'm even okay with other di- different kinds of bridges. You know, I I, I was a trans trim dude when you know, nice. When I was playing the, the Steinberger, yep. you know, because I met I had met Ned years years ago. You know, the genius guy, mm-hmm. and um, and it's funny, you know, there's like people the Kaler thing is like people go, ah, Kaler's great, yeah, I hate Kaler, da da da. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh, I know that it was tempting because I remember early on I was like, well, I love the sprung, the springy, the springiness. It's a really springy feel to it. Yeah. And then he was like, man, it'll never stay in tune. And I would and, and, and check out the Floyd. I checked the Floyd out, and I was like, oh man, I dig this. And uh, and and that was where I started out. But um, you know, the fixed tail, the fixed, the, the stock uh, stock tail piece is fine. You know, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'll share a funny story with you. I've said this on a couple of my various other shows. It's, it's an embarrassing story, uh, but saying something about a Kaler, a Tremol to the wrong person. I had um, I, I endorse a brand of guitar picks called Dava. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them. They're, mm. kind, of, they're kind of cool. Uh, right. I, I like them. Uh, they're not for everybody, but I, I do love them. And so Dave Story is uh, the, the, the founder of the company called Dava Picks. And right. so I'm talking oh, yeah, to him one yeah talking to him one time in a conversation, and uh, we got talking. We went off on a tangent. We started talking about tremolos, and I said, um, "Yeah, I'm a Floyd guy through and through." I said, "I just don't like that Kaler. I, I mean, honestly, I don't think they're good at all." And he goes, "Oh, he goes, I'm really sorry to hear that because I'm also the founder of Kaler Tremolos." <laughs> and I, and I was like, "Oh boy, where do I go from here, right?" You know. And then so so he heard my arguments, and and then he kind of said, oh, "Okay, I see your point there a little bit. You know, a little bits here and there." But it was it was a very funny story. But, you know, you talk about Floyd's. I've always thought that as well, too. I love Floyd's. Like, my my nickname on the internet is Floyd Rose and, and all these forums and stuff. Floyd Rose 5150. And I thought if you put ma- married a PRS guitar with a Floyd, I thought it would be heaven. And the first introduction I ever saw to it was the I used to have a Torero. And it was mm-hmm. ca- kind of in a way, a kind of a nod back to your ESP with EMGs and the, you know, and the humbucker. Yep. 
um, Floating Floyd. Uh, the only thing that scared me was there's no fret markers, and I sometimes need a roadmap on guitar. I don't know why that yeah, is. I, I got you. Yeah. But did you know, you have to ask Paul this next time you're speaking with them, that they built uh, two, um, they, when they tried to wine and dine Eddie Van Halen, and they, uh, they, they built two Van Halen prototypes with a Floyd. Did, right. you, did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, there's two of them. And if somebody has one, and maybe ask Paul where the other one went, but it was kind of just like a, like, picture a PRS Beretta, if that makes any sense. Wow. Yeah, and um, just just wasn't for Eddie, I guess. Had the Floyd, you know that kind of stuff, but um, it wasn't what it is. But I mean, that'd be cool to find out where they uh, they they went to. I remember, you know, I was tempted for Caleb because I think um, Adrian Ballou was early on. It was a Caleb dude at first. I'm almost hundred percent sure he was. Yeah, and you know, and he got a hey man, he made it work. So I was I was kind of that was my attraction to Kaler and then people just shouted me down like, well there's a lot of guys a lot of guys and girls I mean look at Lita Ford I think even today still I think she's still using Kaler's anything that's got a trim I think it's a Kaler I know Jennifer right. Batten probably Steve Stevens back in the day I mean yeah. you know it was it was technology and as, as we always talk about with you um you know, you are on the cutting edge of technology. You're always embracing what's new. And uh, mm-hmm. if, we, if we don't do that, we, we kind of get stuck in, in, in a rut, don't we? Well, it can happen. I mean, I, I think that um, it's funny, in a, in, in a weird sideways defense of um, Kaler, I think pr- pretty much anything that's set up well and set up optim- optimally, you know, will work. Um, as far as technology, you know, it, it's all of it is technology. Right. If, you, if you stop and think of it, like what we do is that we get nostalgic about a particular thing or a particular um, moment in, in time. But all of it, you know, I mean, that's why uh, Leo named those guitars, you know, the broadcaster, then the telecaster mm-hmm. and the stratocaster. I mean, it's all tied to like aerospace, aerospace yeah. and, and, and the space race. And that was the height of technology, you know, and he was, you know, he wasn't. Being nostalgic, he was forward thinking. So I think that that, that people kind of go, okay, I want to stop here. And that's fine. If you don't want to do it, no one's put it, you know, I mean, sometimes it feels like it's pressure to do it. Mm-hmm. I think you follow your interests. If you're interested in this wonky stuff, or, you know, then then go for it. If, it's, if it doesn't interest you, then, you know, if you want to plug straight into the amp, then do that. You know I mean, it's not, it's, there's no right or wrong way to be with it. I agree. Very, very well said. Just want to address something in the chat again very quickly to uh, Django Amadeus O'Connell did another super uh, $20 super chat. It says, Vernon equals living legend. Living color changed the course of music forever for the better. Thank you for sharing your vision and music. Oh, thank you so much. I, you know, thank you. I probably appreciate that. You're very well respected. And I want to, I want to jump ahead something. It's totally out of, out of order here in context. Yeah. But I want to say something. Just we, hearing you speak about you know aerospace and, and things like that as well, too. Um, I made a note about this, and I, I because we follow each other on social media on Twitter, I, I enjoy watching a lot of your interactions with people. And yeah. I, because I've been uh, working on having you on one of our shows for a long time, I've you know t- I've been teasing people saying that you know he's coming up, he's coming up. And every time I mention your name, I say that you're one of those guys. I mean, outside looking in. Um, I, you, you seem to know a lot about a lot, which is really cool. You know, some guys know a lot about cars, know nothing about anything else. You know, you tend to be one of those guys that knows a lot about a lot of things, whether it be like arts and entertainment and things like that. And uh, I just like to ask maybe 
how, how does, maybe you can share some tips for some people. Like we all need time management in our lives. Oh God. You, you do. The, you're <laughs> don't gigging. ask me about that. <laughs> I know. I, I am going to ask you about that because I think you might be an, a near expert on it. You know, where people are gigging like yourself, you're gigging all the time. You're t- going to be touring again overseas soon. Uh, you're active on social media. You're active, you know, kind of activist for a lot of things. Any tips you can share for people that just, they think they're too busy in their life and maybe they can slow themselves down, but still enjoy it all. Well, you know, uh, I would say uh, try to get rest mm-hmm. uh, when you can. Um, like I absorb a lot of things. I, I'm an audio. I'm I'm a I'm a member of Audible. I'm an audio book right. person, and I know I know a podcast. That's why you know I actually used to have a podcast with with W. Kamau Bell, and so I love the podcast form. It's the it's a resurgence. It's 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 a resurgence of independent media. It's, I mean, they're, all of these amazing narrative podcasts, they're, all, they're podcasts for everything under the sun. Right. And you can learn a lot of, when just by listening and taking these things on. Reading is still very important, but I take a lot of my information in uh, via podcast, uh, you know, but via podcast and, and sources like Audible. I like you know, that. And that. That helps. And then, um, and it's funny. Time, also, setting time limits. Like you can do a lot if you set a time limit, right? If you say, I'm going to do a particular thing and focus on it for a half hour or 10 minutes or, or, or what have you. Like, like I have a particular guitar exercise that I do, that I try to do for about 30 minutes. And I try to, and I, and I try to um, find this 30-minute block sometime in the day. To do it okay and that same thing can apply to anything it's like if you want to learn a particular dish focus on it for 30 minutes if you want to if you want or 10 minutes right as long as you're consistent you want, with it yeah exactly if you want to find out you want to find out something or re- make reference to things you can spend 15 minutes and i would just say that you have to be serial tasking as opposed to multitasking okay so serial tasking means Put your focus on the thing you're focusing on and nothing else for, say, five minutes or ten minutes. And really just kind of focus your attention, your mental chi on that. And then let it go and then move on to the next thing. So if you want to, you want to, you know, if you want to play Fortnite, you know, like you could give you could play Fortnite for, for, for the problem is that. Is that we don't let it go, and that's, that's right. where that's where that's where the problem with that's where the day slips away. It's like it's okay to play Fortnite if you want to, but play Fortnite for an hour and let it go. That's right. Or for a half hour and let it go. And the problem is with addictive things is that uh, because we're we're there's a battle for our attention and our mental space. Like there's uh, it's it's real, and advertisers and marketers are trying to get they're trying to get you to go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. That's the whole deal. Like, like when people are making an offer, it's like accepting a gift from a troll or an elf. Yeah, like you got to be careful. You go under a bridge. Yep. And uh, you know, and this, and a troll says, "I have original PAF pickups in this bag." Like, don't take the pickups because. <laughs> you know, your immortal soul is at risk. That's right. There's something that comes along with those pickups. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I like that. Yeah. So like they say, people say free ain't free. No. And so it's, 
So like all of these, all of these things, like, you know, if you want to learn, if you want to learn something that's really, really hard, you can be frustrated all day. But if you say, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to spend 10 minutes knocking my head against this and then let it go. And it's weird in the time that you're not doing it, your brain is doing stuff. I agree. To move, to move you forward with it. And that's, and that's the thing. It's like kind of like doing something without a break doesn't really advance you. It's like, do, it's like, that's why they say when, if somebody's bodybuilding, the periods of rest is how you build the muscle. Yeah. Like you go through the strain of lifting and then you have to stop for the muscle to, to build. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to learn a piece of music, if you're trying to figure a thing out, like you have a piece of gear you can't figure out, it's like, okay, knock your head up against it for 10, 15, 20 minutes and then let it go. And your brain is actually working. But the, but the thing of it is, you can't do that and be multitasking. No. Because then you're not really spending the 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes to figure the thing out. Right. Actually, if you're doing a bunch of stuff, you're not, at the same time, you're not actually focusing. So then you don't you don't advance any further. You might actually be right? doing more harm than good, actually. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, I know we're going to talk about the Helix, you know, but it's just like any of these gadgets right mm-hmm. any of these things whether you're talking about a Kemper or whether you're talking about the helix or whether you're talking about uh, axe effects and all these different things come into your life and they all have crazy learning curves they all have learning curves right and and they all have their own n- nomenclatures and things you know things they refer to both the hardware and the software Agreed. so basically you have to crack the code and once you crack the code then you start to function then you're not, you know what I mean? Like once you know the shortcuts, once you figure out certain things, how information is organized on the device, once you once you get it, then you got it. You know, but you have to, but in order to get it, you have to focus on it, let it go, focus on it, let it go. Then all of a sudden you go, oh, that's how that is. Mm-hmm. And, and then suddenly you're able to do it. You're able to flow around with it and then you'll be much more efficient in how you approach whatever it is. I love that. I'm really glad I asked you the question about time management as well because that's kind of took us down this this path. I think it's a nice takeaway. I always try to find one takeaway from every episode and I love that serial tasking. Um, I just want to say something quickly over here too. Uh, Chad Boston's jumping in saying uh, with a uh, $10 super chat saying all music, tech, Floyd, uh, Kaler, anything else are just tools uh, with all having limits. Uh, the gear is there to help you um, and make music you feel as good. Nothing more to be happy and make music. That's exactly right. All these all these things are tools in our toolboxes and everyone's got different yeah. wrenches and hammers, um, but they all do a, a different job. There's a uh, question from a good friend, Quentin James here. And um, and this is maybe take us, before we jump, we're going to do a couple more little steps before we jump into the deep pool of uh, Helix. And I talk to you about some photography and things as well, too. Right, but, right. but Quentin says, uh, what hobbies does Vernon have that, uh, that uh, does he do sometimes just to get away from music and clear your mind? So sure, sure, maybe uh-huh. photography is one of them, but some, maybe some of your hobbies. Yeah, well, you know, see, the thing is, okay, so what I think about photography, photography is less a hobby than an expression of my aesthetic. Nice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's um and 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 partly I say it's not a hobby because I've exhibited before and I've done certain things with it. But the point is is that the way I'm seeing and the way I'm hearing is connected to the same aesthetic. They're they're aspects of a whole. And um you know a hobby is something like uh you know I th- there's a bit of gaming. Mhm. That I've got that I've I've gone down a rabbit hole, 
you know, and I, and I have to, I, I have to, I'm going to confess something. If, if, if there's anyone in the chat room or out there that knows when I say plants versus zombies. Oh, I love that game. It, yep. It's a savage. Oh my God. Yeah. Don't, you know what I mean? Those of us who are plants versus zombies veterans, we know what that is. Okay. And, um, so yeah, but again, you know, I was, uh, I'm debating with my daughter whether to get a PS4, but you know the iOS thing and the iPad. That's when kind of gaming, that kind that kind of gaming, kind of came in to suck the rest of my time. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a fair question: Are you um, are you allowing yourself thirty minutes on Plants vs Zombies, or is it like three hours? Dude, dude <laughs> I am. You, <laughs> so so here's the thing: the 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 thing that they did with Plants vs Zombies. That is a terrible time suck. Yep. Is the tournament. Okay, okay, yeah, I can see that. If you if you want to limit your time, don't do the tournaments. Because the tournaments, it's like uh it's all illusory, right? It, yeah. well, everything is illusion, right? Sure. So this idea that you're in the platinum league or whatever league you're in, you know what I mean? It's it's uh it's a lure, right? Yep. So it's and uh, fully knowing that you know, uh, I'm 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 top ten in my league. <laughs> there you go. That's pretty good. I With just, the current challenge, you know. I could just you don't have to share what your gamer tag is or anything like that. But I could just imagine someone's playing and all of a sudden you know, hey, I just got beat by Vernon Reed. You know what I mean? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, oh man, thrill. Oh man, I was a no. I was a, uh, I played Nova, which is like like broke ass Halo. Okay, I don't know that one. <laughs> you know, but there's a there, you know. But anyway, um, I read a lot. Like I said, I talk about about audible and and um i'm i'm currently reading the steve the stephen king had put out this book mr mercedes okay i don't know that one but my better half would know that one for sure oh yeah yeah so uh and uh it's about uh, uh this detective bill hodges you know okay and uh it's, it's pretty good he's a he's and his uh his son joe hill amazing really really i i, I mean it's so funny because i'm, I'm sure there are people that are like Stephen is terrible, blah blah blah, this that and thing. But he he knows how to write, even with pot boiler stuff. Okay. He knows how to write in such a way that draws you in, that draws people in, pulls you in. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sci-fi, and to you know, I'm also a big H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. Fan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a, uh, you know. Uh, Anybody that knows if, if if there's anybody out there that knows what a shoggoth is, then we're then we're in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Talking the same lingo for sure. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm chilling in early. Yet. <laughs> oh, that that's fantastic. I know. I know uh, my better half, Nocturnal Butterfly. She uh, that's her name in the chat. She's Sandra Lee. She's a big Stephen King fan for sure. And I just oh, know yeah. a little bit because through her. But that that's fantastic. Um, going to jump. We're going to say uh, hi to a bunch of people here in a second. But there's two more photography questions. Uh, yes. One is from a good friend here. He runs a nice guitar channel as well too. Uh, Brian Cote here in Canada. And uh, he's a really good photographer. He says, um, ask Vernon if he could maybe share any of his favorite photography techniques. Is there anything that... Uh, oh, know, yeah. um, boy. Well, I like the tilt shift. Oh, cool. You right know? on. Yep. Yeah, the tilt shift um, where you focus, where you change uh, change the focal plane. So you, 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 you pick an item. And this is actually a really good filter in Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
because I've been doing a bunch of stuff with Instagram. Sure. And I, I like how Tilt Shift can turn everything else into a kind of dreamy landscape. Toys. And you focus on on one aspect in the frame. So that whole idea of, of shallow depth of field, you know, when I'm actually working with actual real cameras, I'm, I'm a Canon guy, mm -hmm. you know. So so uh, I have a, a one a 1.8 portrait lens, and it's a really good lens for that. I mean, really to optically do that. But as a filter, I, I like that. And I like the fact that in Instagram, you have the choice of having um, a circular, a, a circle to focus, mm -hmm. or a kind of a linear plane. So yes. you can kind of pick, you can you can kind of focus on, on a diagonal. Okay. You can focus, you know, along the horizon. You could pick out somebody's eyes and focus and have the eyes be sharp and every, all the rest of the face go soft. And and that's really good for portraiture to emphasize certain things. So that's 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 a technique um, that I that I like a great deal. Also, um, saturation and desaturation can be really really good. Mm -hmm. The thing is, um, any of the filters or anything, I mean, they work according to the subject, right? And to what you know, something that just kind of having a methodology. The like, guy, oh, I do this series of things. Uh, not so much, but you know, cause some of my photographs, I'll leave, I'll have everything in the in the photograph sharp. But in certain other photographs, it works to say, you know what, I want this detail to stick out. Mm -hmm. I want, you know, I want this thing. And and with sat, you with, you can also do that combining techniques. Exactly. Like where, where you go with contrast, where you go, like in what in what in, in a weird way, what you could do with highlights versus shadows yes. versus contrast. Um, versus brightness, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of those, all of what you do with vignetting, you know? Yes. Like, vignetting is a funny thing because vignetting would be like a thing to avoid in actual photography. That's it's right. Like, oh, my God, you know, my lighting's not even. Yeah. But vignetting can also help to emphasize... Um, bring the eyes. Emphasize a, yeah, exactly. Bring the eyes, focus the eyes in a particular place. And, and combining these different things... Um, can be very, very effective. I love the share about uh, tilt shift. I, I really enjoy that too. I'm a I'm a Nikon shooter, but I, and I think Brian right. is probably a Canon shooter like you as well too. And right. I've got some really good glass as well too. I'm using a lot of the Sigma art. I've got a, a 18 oh, yeah. to 35 1.4, uh, right. 50 millimeter art, 50 millimeter art, and then a 70 to 200. And I I love those. And also in Lightroom, there's some really good tools as well too for the tilt shift. Awesome. I shot one off a balcony of a building one time, a, a big full parking lot, and you know, like like a motorhome looks like a little toy Hot Wheels car. You know, if you do the right tilt shift, very very cool. Well, it's funny when you're flying; it's a weird thing to consider the fact when you're flying, you're on the ground, you're on the highway going to the airport, then you get in a plane, and then you're above the same highway mm -hmm. that you took to get to the airport, and then you consider all these cars are filled with people that are going their places, and it's it's a funny perspective. And the person on the ground looks up and sees the plane and sees like a toy plane mm -hmm. in the air. So there are all these interesting perspectives. And photography is a, is a, is a great tool to examine perspective. I, I love that statement. And it's like it's almost like you are in a natural tilt shift environment if you, you, know, if you kind of uh, compare. 100%. Yeah. And also, I want to say one other thing. Sigma, Sigma Glass, is uh, that company has made like certain kinds of – certain kind of um, – glass are really affordable if you want to do a bunch of things and you, and you know it's like i think it's great that company's done wonderful stuff to, because they make for all the different mounts in the industry mm -hmm. 
and I think that's a really cool thing. And this will be the last photography question, and we're going to we're going to dive headfirst into the into the Helix uh, deep end. Uh, are you familiar with Scott Kelby? You know him, Scott. Kelby? Scott Kelby. Yeah, look him up. He's um he's one of the he's a Photoshop guru, but he's also uh, a, right. world, a world respected. Um, he's got several award winning books on Photoshop and Lightroom especially, but he's uh, a kind of he used to be a Nikon photographer, you know, sponsored by Nikon, switched over to Canon, and he does like the NFL. He's hired by the NFL. He's oh, like yeah. oh he's just absolutely amazing. But he's a great musician too. He's a keyboardist by by trade. He switched over to guitar. A big uh, Eddie Van Halen fan. I imagine he's probably oh. a big fan of you too. Check him out. He, he enjoyed some of my Van Halen photography I did at uh, for Live Nation, which was which was cool. Right so on. yeah, big. Uh, he's an influence to me here on the channel as well too. So let's go over and say hi to a whole whack of people. And when we come back, we're going to jump over and find out how you discovered Helix. And here again, uh, we've mentioned this word a few times today about a tool in the toolbox, uh, whether sure. it's uh, Helix or whatever the case may be. They're tools. I want to see how you found them and how you use them and what kind of voices it brings to you. So over in the chat, we say hi to a bunch of people. Uh, Curtis uh, Kurt Paris here. Hey uh, Hadley Scott. Uh, Raspberry PF is here. Uh, Single Coil Lover is here. Todd Graff is here. Aaron Short Music is Django Amadeus O'Connell. Uh, Brian Cote. Uh, Quentin James. Uh, Lefty Mike is here. Uh, Carlos Santon, another great photographer uh, here in Canada and a good friend. Uh, Frank Rashad, as you know him from Line 6. We love you, Frank. Thank you so Absolutely. very, very much. My beautiful Nocturnal Butterfly. Uh, Charles Ireson is here. Uh, let me see. Chad Boston. I think I mentioned Chad, but I'll say him again. Chad Boston. And uh, I'll try not to miss anybody. Randy Guitardit is here. Let me see here. Terry's UG&G, one of our great moderators, is here, keeping things running smooth and sharp in the chat. Uh, let me see. Tim Murphy is here. Hadley Scott McIntyre. Uh, Bam Ozzy is here. Let me see. Make sure I don't miss anybody. I'm trying my best here. Um, Django again. Frank Rashad. Uh, watching a cult personality video when I was a kid absolutely blew me away. The guitar work stands up today as some of the best ever. This man is amazing. Frank loves you to death. It was so funny. We, Frank and I both met you at the, at the Marriott there. And Frank gave me his phone to shoot a picture with you and him, and then uh, he took one. And I, I'm, so, I, I, it was an honor to meet you. But I look back and my hair is like all out like this. And it's not, not like I can call you and say, "Hey, Vern, can we do another one?" So thank you for being so. We'll, we'll do it again soon. I'm sure we will. So thank you. You were very, very cool. Uh, Scott Connor is here. Uh, let me see here. Shekius is here. Nice to have you. The, all you guys and girls joining in the chat are just phenomenal. Janice Lala is here. Uh, let me see. Brian Cote. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, continue. Tim Murphy. I think I mentioned that. I'm almost at the bottom. Uh, Brown Human. Uh, let me see here. And um, and Quentin says hi to Tim Murphy. He's one of the cool kids and a huge Vernon fan. That's nice to know. And I, and I think I saw uh, him sharing that. Quentin was sharing that you were going to be on the show today. And Tim was uh, had some prior commitment. So it's nice to see that he jumped in was able to catch you because I know he's right. a big fan. Uh, Jer uh, Jeremy Carter says, uh, Vernon, what's up? I hope you're doing good uh, and a great yeah. player. And Eric, buddy, thank you for the help the other day with a stomp patch. Very nice and helpful. So nice to have you here, Jeremy. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, almost down to the bottom, I think, possibly. Uh, Warren Hughes is here, a fantastic shredder. Uh, he met you at uh, 2017 NAM. He's uh, right yeah, a, ni a, nice, a nice dude and great player. Uh, full Circle, I saw Living Color at Butler University in Indy back in 89 or 90. Third row, amazing show. Evan Ward, man, you got some love here today for sure. Uh, let me see. Janice Lala, Bobby Clipper. I'm almost down to the bottom. Let me see here. David Ennis. And let me see here is here. Quentin James. I got you, Quentin. Um, let me see here. Joe is here. Great episode. Thank you so much, Joe. All right. Uh, Rick Hyatt is here. Thank you, Rick. Let me see here. Almost. I almost got you guys. Uh, Bamazi, I mentioned, mentioned you. Uh, Marcel Blade. Good evening, guys and girls. And DJ Astro is here. Thank you for jumping in, buddy. I appreciate that. Um... And we're getting almost there. Gary Holt, my good friend Gary Holt. Gary Holt was the fellow that actually made all that Kramer stuff happen. That you were you were oh, watching right some on. of my Kramer right interviews. 
He's a, a best friend of uh, Gary Kramer, and he uh, spearheaded all this stuff. Guitar Hack is here as well, too. He runs a fantastic YouTube channel. Uh, he's doing f- uh, phenomenal things over there. And Coffee Lover is here, too. Nice to see you, my friend. And PRS Rocker is here. And I'm going to Unchained 01 is here. I'm just going to highlight there so we can jump over now and talk. And we're going to jump into the deep waters of Helix. So yeah. let's talk about that. So how did you, I know you've always been the fan of technology. You've been working with Line 6 probably over the years from many different yeah. things, probably yeah. pods and things. How did you meet them? And um, how has Helix brought a new voice to you as a guitarist? Well, you know, it started with, I've been a Helix user, uh, the, you know, the DL4, mm-hmm. um, uh the M9, um, you know, which was the kind of the multi-effects that had all the different modelers. Um, I actually had the rack, the rack, uh, uh, the rack mount effects. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been uh, a Line Six fan for a long time, and at one point, you know, I I, um, mm-hmm. I had a Pod XT Live. Okay. You know, and the and the Pod XT Live uh, had a great kind of programmer that gearbox and and um and i really dug it i i mean the xt live was had great sounds it was limited in say it's a the way you could use expression control okay you know what i mean whereas uh say the dl4 you could you could um turn any knob you wanted any part of the effect could be because i like using expression pedals yeah and so, you know, so that you know, I mainly have been using for a long time. I'm a VG99 user, rolling the rolling guitar modeling. It was like really like the, one of the earliest of the guitar modeling things, mm-hmm. devices. And uh, I got really quick on it. it. Had a great programmer, programming environment, and it was also you were able to affect um, other MIDI devices and what have you. So, you know, the, the um, what you had to have in order to, to fully utilize VG99, you, you had to have a hex pickup. And I have a lot of my guitars that have hex pickups on them, you know, because I used Roland Gear for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then basically I found out, um, and this was early in my relationship with Matt Ferguson, and I met him at NAMM because I would try to go over to Line 6. Uh, that was before they were, in, in before Yamaha. Right. You know, mm-hmm. A separate entity, yeah. And and uh, and it was Matt that said, "Man, well, we got something coming up that's really that's really cool." That you know, I said, "Cool," you know, and he alluded to, "Yeah, man, it's going to be you know, blah 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 blah." Mm-hmm. And this was early on, and I was like, "Of course, salivating! I got to check this thing out." And, you know, I had a, um, uh, I have a an Axe Effects Ultra, and I had a thing with that for a minute you know and mm-hmm. um and so i got my hands on helix he sent me one and at first i i was trying to figure out how to work with it the whole thing of blocks and one thing that was very cool is that there's a great editor yeah there's a really really good really good editor and almost from the beginning there are people that, that showed up on youtube that really, and in fact, I tell you, some one of the best resources is Line Six's own um, shortcut. There's a video about shortcuts mm-hmm. for Line for for Helix. Yep, that still is one of the best videos about the Helix. Yeah, and it's old. 
it's it's really old, yeah. but it's really no nonsense. It really just says what you do, mm-hmm. and you know, like nobody. Uh, I, 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 I'm not going to uh, complain about any other. I will say I will give a compliment to. I'm, I live in Staten Island, mm-hmm. and I I want to uh, compliment Mr. Richie Castellano. Oh, he's great. And uh, guitarist of Blue Oyster Cult, mm-hmm. and uh, also a Yes fan, as am I. And um, a Rush Richie, fan. R- Richie has great videos. He does. Uh, great Helix videos are very clear and uh, super explanatory. You know, and so the whole thing, as I said before, I had to wrap my mind around this, the, you know, the exact way it's organized. Um, the fact that it has touch knobs mm-hmm. and it actually has a great, great thing because they, they found a way to use capacitance on the actual foot switches. It's beautiful. Even if you want to it's, just flip things around, like, you know, taking your thumb and your finger. Yeah, right. Exactly. You can flip, you can, you can also, um, have, uh, one foot switch turn on two effects or more. Yep. Yeah. So there's, there's a whole kind of workaround once you, once you, wrap your mind around how the helix is organized is a it it opens up this pathway to being clever or thinking oh if i i could do this i could set it up this way i could set it up that way and it really is a kind of open platform within itself Mm -hmm. like there are a bazillion ways to use the helix i mean i I, like people talk about the seven cable the four cable method the seven cable method um for incorporating your amp into into the setup I actually um, am using third-party pedals like the H9 mm-hmm. and and what have you, or stuff from Chase Bliss, or you know. And uh, so I use my effects loops for actually for effects. Nice. Uh, you know, I mean that's how I do it, and I generally run into uh, the returns. Uh, I just run it into the re- like I'll have um, uh, uh, my boogie recto dual rectos. And and I've I've done it both ways. I've run it into the inputs and used the used the uh, controls as X EQ, or I've bypassed it entirely and just used the effects returns and just used the raw two power, and then uh, every have the preamping from the, the the Helix from the Helix itself. Well, it's so, a yeah. fantastic way that you're using it for sure. And I think what scares some people are off some like some people that get into Helix and they want to still use some of their pedals with it. And we, all of us, are used to hearing the term like in your effects loop, right? So, you know, you probably wouldn't run a distortion pedal in your your amplifier's effects loop or, you know, certain other pedals or certain pedals, a wah pedal, you're not going to run in your effects loop. Right. But if you think of Helix, if you can, because there's loops on the back, right, effects loops. So you could essentially put a wah pedal in there, a distortion pedal in there, and all you're doing is you're just, you're using it as a switcher, not as a, people need to kind of break down that term of loop. It's now right. a switcher. All you're doing is to saying now I've got a block. I can take that my real crybaby wah. That's my real one that's in the loop. I can place it in my chain uh, via an effects block. And when I turn it on, all I'm doing is saying turn on that 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 switch or that path. And exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's so versatile. It's yeah. very versatile because you can do you can run things in series. Mm-hmm. You can run things in parallel as well. And also, you can use it. And and one of the things I'm. I'm a, pro- a current project, Helix project, is I want to figure out how to use the Helix as a virtual FC300. Because the VG99 used to come 
with uh, uh, its own foot switch called the FC300 that okay. control all of its functions. So I'm, I want to figure out how I could turn the Helix into a virtual FC300 to control all the functions of the VG99 as a separate tone source. You know, because it really works well with things like the Kemper. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things I like about what Line 6 has done is that it's opened the conversation to say, yeah, you can use this with another modeling system as a control. It's a it's a oh, yeah. brilliant controller. Of course, you can use it to control Ableton Live. Yep. I, I mean, there, I mean, you can have each of the style switches can be momentary or latch. You know what I mean? And also, the other thing that's cool is uh, using it in stop mode. Oh yeah. So if you use it in stop mode in a particular in a particular way, you can have like effects that are in your chain that are bypassed in the in your normal mode, in okay. your preset mode. Okay. And then go to the stop mode and then access the other effects that are in your that are that are in you know that are in your blocks mm -hmm. but aren't necessarily accessible um, in the preset mode. Yeah, now you're in a pedal board mode at that point. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's something and I'm learning and, and the other thing too is is my relationship to my Helix really changed as the updates came in like it was kind of it was kind of great in in not in quotations but it was kind of great but then it got to version 2.0 and mm -hmm. then it was like wait a minute then when it got to version 2.5 and they incorporated all of their legacy effects mm -hmm. that just blew me that just blew it wide open for me I'm I'm stuck in the reverbs and the legacy reverbs. I like the old plates, and I'm using some of the old synths. Oh, it's amazing. It really is a lot of the a lot of the old effects, a lot of the old fuzz boxes. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of the old filters, mm -hmm. and and particularly all the synth the synth uh, modelers. It's right? very very cool. You go do, that's a rabbit hole. It, you can go down and spend weeks. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, with with Plants vs Zombies by myself. That's right. That's so, right. So, well, you, I'm sure you probably followed um, the what's coming in 2.8. You talk about all these updates you get excited about. Did you, have you heard the 2.8 update? I know you are about to blow my mind right about now. Yeah, I won't go into the whole thing, but I'll tell you a couple of things. I know one, I mean, as, as simple as this sounds, I think this is, you and I are going to be on the same path with this because we're geeks when it comes to this stuff. It's, you can use your Helix as a keyboard controller. I mean, there's they were demonstrating it. Um, Eric Klein was doing a demonstration. He was playing one of Paul Hindmarsh's videos, YouTube videos, on the screen. So obviously they had a beta version of 2.8 uh, firmware on, on the Helix. And he's rewinding the video. He's controlling the YouTube volume on the video. He's playing the video in half speed, reversing it, all by stepping on buttons on Helix. I mean, that, to me... It's just, see, they give us, it's like Christmas again and again and again. And then, of course, they've got like a rev generator amplifier in there and all uh, all kind, just so many really, really cool things. When is this being released? Spring. Exactly. So, ah. I know, I know. So I'm going to say probably the very last day of spring, and I don't want to commit to that because I know they say spring just to give themselves, you know, a bit of a blanket of, wow. you know, comfort. But uh, it's coming and it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, so you look for that. But I, I'm really glad you mentioned something about expression pedals because this is funny as all heck. I saw a photo and you said you liked them, and I, I know that's for a fact because I saw a photo of your stuff on stage one time and you have eight expression pedals. Oh yeah, well yeah, it's crazy because you know because as I you know I use the SY three hundred, you know I you know I still I'm using these different things and one thing I've, I've figured out is that uh, if I'm running 
you know, a Zoom or a GT1 into like my combo, and I have to go across the stage to 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 get to the volume, it's, it's useless to me, right? So what I did was I organized my pedal situation so that the volumes are actually in one area. Gotcha. Right. So that when I when I want a synthesizer texture is right there under my foot, as opposed to walking across the stage. Yes. Get, you know what I mean? Yes. Makes so sense. It, or, or if I have, uh, you know, if I'm running something to my iPad and I want that volume available, you know, I want it close at hand or close at foot. Right. Uh, to for it to for it to be usable and effective. And that's that's and then there's. um Obviously, there's also like I use H9, so mm-hmm. expression control for the H9s, or and, and devices like that, or for the uh, external effects, like for Chase Bliss or whatever I'm running. Gotcha. Well, that's that again too. I think that's very smart thinking because, as as a musician and a, and a performer and an entertainer, you know you don't want to be having to do any more pedal board dancing than you have to. When you're in that creative moment, and you've got your pedals right there. All you know is down, and we got it. And you know which ones they are. I've seen with colored tape and stuff like that. So you know which ones oh, they yeah. are. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And your in yeah, your text God knows. Note. You know you don't want to step on the wrong thing at the wrong time. I know. It could be. It could be because easy. because then I'll get that whirling stare from Corey Glover. <laughs> and yeah, those are not, those are not comfortable. And any uh, band members looking at you like, what'd you do, Vern? You know what I mean. I look. I, I frankly, I live for it. There you go. <laughs> There's a nice comment. For, I think I'm going to try to. I'm going to pronounce this as closely as I can to correct. Stefan uh, Zorzit. Hi, my name is Ste- or Stefan from south of France. I'm a guitar player. You're a great inspiration to me. Wish to see you one day at a gig. Uh, keep going, Vernon, and uh, keep uh, the good music. So very nice. Thank you. Nice. Thank you. Let's talk a little smaller footprint. Have you tried this little guy yet? Oh yeah. How do you yeah, like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I have one of the the uh, the HX uh, Stomp, mm-hmm. and it's a it's um it's a wily little critter. Yep, it is. So while you're a critter, if you get you uh, again, once you wrap your mind around the various modes, like it has its own, it has its own preset and stomp mode, and and once you you know because you can organize it a couple of different ways. You can organize it just as presets. Mm-hmm. You could organize it in banks, but but also in stomp mode, and and so on and so forth. So once you get your wrap your mind around. How, because it's the same. I mean, it's the same sounds. I mean, it's the same. That's the thing. Like the uh, the uh, HX effects, mm-hmm. the, the Helix, the HX effects, and the HX stomp. I mean, they're brilliant iterations of a central idea, and I think that's I think that's a really cool thing because also it makes the Helix experience affordable for someone. That man, this sounds really great. But I'm not gonna, you know, I don't have it to, you know, yeah. put it, you know, put down a thousand plus, you know, dollars for a thing. But you know, and, and so it's it's great because it has you have the the, the the actual pedal board, you have the smaller, medium size, and then you have the the stomp. It's great. That's right. Well, and another affordable option as well too is HX uh, Native, and and I haven't yeah, done absolutely. as much with Native as I should have done should, because I mean I've got several Helixes here in the stomp and things like that too. So I, I and I'm not recording as much as I would like to be. I just not enough time. I will get back to it, but I use HX um, uh, Native as well too, or Helix Native, I should say. And it just reminded me the other day I had someone comment on one of my YouTube videos, and I did a live demo on on Native a while back, and he was saying something like, uh, "How are you getting this great sound?" And he was really really enjoying it. 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that demo. So I want to go back. And it was a good one. I watched a little bit back. I was like, yeah, this is this is great. So I'm going to do some more on that as well, too, because it's a great product right. and a good way to get in without, um, you know, a huge investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think and I think you can can you create you can create presets on native and then port them to the Helix, right? You, you can either either way. If you go if you go from Helix back to Native, you just can't use anything that would have a loop, like an effects a loop block or anything like that. But right. yeah, I've taken some things and I brought them over, exported them, and they work that way. Just you just can't do the loop blocks. One yeah. thing you can do that's great with Native is you can do reamping easily. Oh if yeah, yeah. Able to live or Pro Tools or what have you, or Logic or whatever you're doing, you can do reamping. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, which means that you can say, okay, you have one sound, play a solo, and say you're comfortable with a particular sound, but then you want a different sound that maybe for a production that's like maybe not your thing, mm -hmm. but you can kind of experiment or you can try different presets on that same passage until you find something that works for whatever it is you're doing. Agreed. For people that may not get the technology, if they're kind of new to the to the technology, it's almost like maybe taking a cake, got a nice you know vanilla cake, and you go to put some icing, and the icing doesn't stick. You can take that icing right back off, and there's no taste of it left. You can put another icing on there, and and, and it's non-destructive. I guess that's maybe a bad analogy, but it's a non-destructive thing, and you can and no. you're bringing your clean signal. Non-destructive icing. There like you go. <laughs> yeah. So something along that lines. How about when it comes to um, uh, speakers like FRFR systems? Have you experimented with the power cab? or anything like that or are you still the the you know head and cab I'm, guy I'm, I'm still been i'm still running uh i'm still i'm still running uh boogie recto cabs okay you know but i'm like like as i said and, and you know it's something i should probably investigate uh further but i've been uh still running like dual or triple rectos and um you know, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, certainly nothing wrong with that for sure. And it took it took me a while too to, to go down that. Right. And I keep saying rabbit hole. And as you can probably see behind me, like I've got four twelve EVHs and stuff like that too. And I sadly just don't turn them on anymore. Um, I hear. But I I do like to have some speakers moving, and you yep. know, in a, in a stereo environment here, like it's just absolutely beautiful. For a while, what I was doing, getting the uh, the quote, you know, Van Halen best of both worlds kind of uh, new technology and old technology. I was running left and right helix for, through the power cabs, and then a dry signal coming right out of like a direct to the fifty one fifty, and I had dry at the center, and that was pretty cool. Now I've taken out the dry, and I'm strictly all with the digital but it, it's so many so many possibilities it's your imagination is the only limitation that's that really is true mm -hmm. that really is true and um and that's the thing uh, I, I guess about these tools is you know you're going to hear a lot of argument and people swear by their methodology and you know as like every other thing that human beings do We've turned it into to tribal blood sport, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, in the chat rooms and what have you. And really, uh, I just think uh, it's an open platform. Yeah. And and I prefer to find inf people that are informational, mm -hmm. like informational guides without people saying what it is or what it's not. Mm -hmm. I don't care about that. Right, right. And the thing, the thing that's kind of cool about it is that you can – you don't, and also, you don't have to use every feature. No, like, you don't. don't have. You shouldn't feel bad, right? Because sometimes it's something. It's a process. Like working with these things are a process. Mm -hmm. I'm in, I'm still in in process with the Helix. I'm still I'm still and I'm going to be in process 
because just as soon as I you you wrap your mind around 2.5, here comes 2.7, and then here comes 2.8. That's and right. And then there's going to be a 3.0 and a 3.5 and all the rest of it. Yeah. We we, but, learned, we get caught up for a little bit. It's like a like a treadmill. You're getting okay. We got it. We got it. Also, we're going back around again. Yeah, and but the thing the thing is, it's just like um, I like using Ableton. Okay, and see, I don't know it. I have it. I don't know it. For, I can't work it to so, save my life. But so, that's cool. So so I use Ableton Live from the first iteration from the way back. And the thing that I love about Ableton is that it's got all these crazy features, and now there's Max for Live, and it's super sophisticated and. But the thing that's interesting to me is that you, if you wanted to use Ableton exactly the way it, it started in 1.0, you can do that, and there's no penalties for it. You just want to put a clip in mm -hmm. and, tr and trigger a clip, it'll do that. You don't have to have any of the extravagant effects or any extra extravagant routing. You don't have to do that. And it's the same thing. Helix is very similar to that in that, you know, you can keep it really dead simple. But as you figure out and learn more and more about what's possible, you can say, you know what, I'm going to try fill in the blank. And maybe when you thought you, you'll try it and you go, damn, I wish I had done that from the very beginning. But, I know. You know, but that's okay because we're all in process. Agreed. Agreed we're, on we're that. We're all in process. And, and the great thing about the, Hel the fact that the Helix opened up the idea that, you know what, you can use this in conjunction with other things. One, one of the things that happens is marketers, like the all-in-one solution, our thing is the all-in-one solution, you don't need anything else. People don't live like that. I know, that's right. People don't live like that. If you, if, if you have like an MXR Distortion Plus and you like that, you know what, there's a model for it, but it doesn't sound exactly the feel for you, that's fine. You can put it in the loop. You, if you like a particular, like I make no bones about the fact that I that I, I love my V I love my VG ninety nine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. it, it got long in the tooth. They didn't really update it, you know. And and I'm looking for a way to utilize to 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 use my Helix to control this other piece of gear that I did, right? And the fact that Line Six isn't pretending like man you you can do everything with us and you'll forget about everything else the fact that they're saying man man you could use this to control you know there's a uh, 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 native instruments guitar rig mm -hmm. native instruments guitar rig is a fantastic program certainly it's it's fantastic um the problem i have with with guitar rig is that basically native instruments has essentially i mean i'm glad that they still have it in their roster but Native Instruments has essentially abandoned guitar rig. Yeah, yeah, sadly. It's pretty much, it's, it, it's a crime and a shame because it's a great program. But because um, the Helix is a MIDI mastermind, you know, there are ways to, to use the Helix. You know, there used to be a, a pretty neat foot pedal that went along with guitar rig. Okay. They've done no updates to the hardware. They essentially, man, if you you know if you can find one, you're gonna find it on eBay. Was right? it the Bluetooth it's, one? Not Bluetooth. Okay. It's not, it's not Bluetooth. It's a USB. It's a USB okay. uh, switch switch. And the, I, as I said before, it's great that they even still have guitar rig available. Well, I have guitar rig on. I have a guitar rig uh, like G, uh, guitar rig three on an old laptop. 
I, I have a bunch of programs that I think that program, I would love to use that, right? And there's a way to utilize um, the helix to not only control it, but also route it, you know, also route it um, through through itself. Like, uh, you know, I want to I see if I can grab it and use it, uh, kind of assign it to like, um, like effects loops return, you know, out, yeah. you know, out to the returns so that I can send it to amps or send it to wherever, you know, and that's the thing that's really cool about the way they, they've um, put their MIDI implementation is very, very sophisticated. Well, several, several takeaways from what you just said there. There's three really cool things. Number one, um, you know, you're talking about, you know, line six isn't saying it's the thing that's going to replace everything. I mean, it, it, I mean, it potentially could replace a lot of things and yeah, may, sure. may, maybe yeah. everything for one for certain people. Another thing, just like um, you know, people that spend a lot of time in the kitchen, you know, uh, whether they're chefs, cooks, or hobbyists, cooks, whatever, you know, there's no device in the kitchen that replaces everything. Sure, you have a blender that might do some right. things or a food processor, but you still got to keep your meat cold. You still got to heat your food. Uh, you know, a microwave can be good, you know, but it doesn't do all those jobs. And another thing you're talking about we, that we uh, talked about that 30 minute kind of regime that you have, if you're going to focus on something 30 minutes or 10 minutes, apply some time. I'm going to try to uh, be honest and focus on Ableton and maybe spend 30 minutes, uh, you know, a, a day and maybe try to learn it. And because you should never be intimidated by something. And I am intimidated by that program, but I want to learn it and, uh, you know, see where I can go with that. See, what's the thing that's cool about about Ableton is that Ableton fun can function and function as a door, but it, it can function as a, a, as a, as a full on door. It can function as a way to play audio clips, but the way it uses MIDI and things, you can use it as a super cool guitar effect. Like you can route it in such a way, especially when you um, like some of the stuff by sugar bites, like some of the effects of sugar bites are outrageous. And, you can you can use the helix to totally control Ableton, and you could have it as a not just to play audio to play to, but you can use it as a super extravagant uh, effects device Fantastic. that you control with the helix. That's gonna be. I'm really gonna look forward to that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna keep helix separate just for a, a little bit, and I'm gonna try to learn the software, sure. and then to see where I can I can learn it. But I will certainly be mar marrying the two together for sure because I think the potential is gonna be amazing. Um, we just have a couple minutes left on the program, and there's a few yeah. questions uh, in the ch in, that, in the chat that I've been uh, forwarded to me. So one, and I was, deals with the tour. I made some notes about your upcoming tour. So uh, Charles. Um, Irison asked Vernon, are you coming to Germany? So that is your overseas tour starting in June. You want to share a little bit about that? Uh, you know, I don't have the tour book in front of me. Yes. But it, but it does start in June yeah. though, right? I think it is. And but, but it starts in June. We start, we have a few dates in June, but really we're starting in, in July. Okay. And uh, am I correct to saying that there's some VIPs available for all those? Berlin. Yeah, we are doing VIP, the VIP Living Color Experience. Nice. And that's kind so of like a meet and greet kind of thing. A meet and greet kind of thing, and if you want to, you know, get up, and, you want to look at my my many expression pedals <laughs> in, in real time. Yeah, you know, you can uh, you can do that. And that, and you know what, I would pay for it for the sole fact I want to see that guitar face. You've got one of the coolest guitar faces. I've seen some photos <laughs> of you. You got it's always like one of these. I can't even do it, but it's it's hilarious. Well, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, your guitar face is awesome. Uh, and then down towards the very bottom, a couple more questions that come through. Let me see. Uh, Bam Ozzy, one of our regulars, awesome, wants to know 
uh, how good the looper is with Helix, how long can you record for? I don't know the actual length. That's at least a few minutes. I don't know the actual length, but, uh, you know, that's a very, that's a great question. I, okay, so I really dig the looper in Helix. And part of the reason why I like it a lot is because of the, the MIDI time code implementation. Okay. Like, it works, the, the time code is really good. And one of the cool things about it is like, so you have the tap tempo button. You have the tap, tap, tap tempo button, tap tempo foot switch. And you know how the tap tempo foot switch is red? Mm-hmm. When you're doing, when the uh, when you get MIDI, MIDI time code, it turns blue. Okay. And that's how you that's how you know that the helix is 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 running all the time base effects are now in sync according to however you set them all up. And then the looper plays in time. Like I have um Electro Harmonics 95000 looper. Okay. And I use that looper for audio, for for kind of drum beats and you know and kind of song things or whatever, grooves or whatever. And I take the MIDI out of that and, and put it into the Helix. And as soon as I, you know, start hit start, you know, I see the my tap button turn blue. And that's how I know that my looper is going to be in time. Perfect. And then the other thing is that it's, it's really cool because it's like the looper that was in the M9 or the DL4, you know, mm-hmm. where you can, you can, it, you can do a single shot. You can, you can put the loop in reverse. You can undo. So say you, are layering one thing and then you 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 do something you say you don't like it, you can undo it right away yeah yeah it's got it's got cool things like that you know you can um make go go an octave down and play some stuff and then play you know then then turn it back to an octave up and then you sound like anyway you know yeah what I mean? so exactly some, something you would appreciate. Uh, yesterday, my son Eric Junior. It was his birthday yesterday, so he's a he's a line six. Happy so, birthday! Yeah, thank you. I'll tell him for sure. He'll love that. Uh, so he's got his own Helix, and he got a uh, a Shuriken Variax yesterday, and so he's he's mastered the uh, the looper. So he was he was. Uh, I'll send you the video after. He was learned in his head how to play Enter Sandman backwards. So he's it's like you know when you try to you have some fun sometimes you record your voice and you play it backwards and then you try to repeat that backwards to put it forwards. He did that with right. guitar, so he's playing Enter Sandman wrong backwards. It, on loop and then he reverses it and it was almost dead perfect so that's that was kind of cool watching that's, that how old is he he's uh <laughs> 13 yesterday he's uh Holy yeah shit. <laughs> it's pretty cool uh, and before the last question so i mentioned this to you in email and maybe we can do this with you a later time at a later time you can send me something one of the traditions we have here on the show mm-hmm. is we like to collect um uh presets from our, our artist guests yep. so down the road right, if you right. want to share one with me via email i'll attach it to the show and people can okay. download it because people just love the fact that they get to play like on vernon reed's rig or jeff from smashing pumpkins and and all that kind of stuff so maybe right. something that you've tweaked a little bit you want to share and um oh, absolutely yeah. yeah you know i mean uh yeah i'll uh yeah i'll send a couple of presets okay that'd be great well we thank you for that and the last question is from uh brown human says I would like to know if you have any tips on automation, Vernon. And we kind of covered a few things with automation, but in general, maybe? Uh, automation. And I'm not even uh, sure how he means that, but... Um, yeah. Okay, so in terms... Are you talking about... Well, this is interesting. Are you talking about automation in terms of... Well, Brad Miller asked that as well, too. Yeah, sorry. I think Brad, okay. Yeah, sorry, Brad, so, I missed that. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I would like to know... In what context I mean, because I don't want to start saying, well, because what is what is precisely I'm going to try to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Because I because I 
because I would like to address it, but I'd like to know what I'm addressing before I do. Ah. That's that's right. Uh, let me see here. Get share patch. That's awesome. So we'll just wait for the answer on that one. So what I'll do is I'll just want to thank everybody while we're waiting for that last uh, question to be, to be uh, kind of explained a little bit further in depth. Um, okay, maybe he says brown human, not in general as far as uh, blending other plugins. Does that make more sense? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you. You, uh, you took blending plugins in Ableton. Possibly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So tips, tips for automation. Oh my gosh. Cause I, <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> yeah, no problem. We can always come back. You know what? We had so much fun with you today. We'll have you back on another show. And by that time, maybe we'll have some email from some of these, uh, you know, people with the great questions. We'll make, we'll explain it a bit better, give it to you in advance and then we'll, we'll pick up where we left off. Well, I'll tell you what's interesting, you know, to connect Ableton, to connect Helix to Ableton is that because there's so many MIDI CCs that you can you that you can utilize in Ableton that um like the way you can fire off clip I mean part of the things that's so interesting is that setting up a project the specificity with which you set up a project has a real impact like what I do with Living Color is is a very specific sort sort of thing if I wanted to do something extravagant with Ableton. That means like my block structure, how the, you know, how I, how I do the instant changes, how I use, how I use it in stop mode, you know? So it's all about figuring out like, what's the end, what's the goal? What's the, what's the goal? Mm -hmm. What are you trying to do? And then working backwards. Okay. So how exactly do I achieve that end? And, and, and part of the thing is, I think that there's, like one of my big first, there's one frustrating thing I do have, right? And that is I want to be able to, because I really like the looper a lot. Yep. I want to, I would love it if there was a way to fade loops. Oh, that's cool. Right? If there was a way to automate fading, fading, like fading the loop out or fading the loop in, like if there was a way to do that, like to say, have a fate, like say, um, I've got a loop going as an intro to a song. Mm -hmm. And I want to go back to the preset, but I want to be able to hit a button and have a fade, a predetermined fade. And nice little ramp up or ramp down. Ramp down, yep. ramp up or right down. So like, I mean, I'm ending the song and I hit a, 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 a switch and the loop, of maybe a pre-done loop will fade up, mm -hmm. right? Or I've made a loop. And I want to get to the beginning of the song, and I want to go. I want to hit some hit. I want to hit the mode button, right? Maybe tied to the mode button. So I go, okay. When I hit the mode button, it assigns a fade time to the loop, only to the loop, only to the looper. It's like fade and cut. Yeah. I'm, I'm wondering in theory, I should, I hear again, I'm embarrassed I don't know this, but it's one of the nice things. We learn something about Helix every day. I'm wondering if you assigned a block where the loop is and you assigned a volume pedal just to that, if you could, um, and then again, how would you, would you know when it's coming in? But you might be able to fade it in with a physical expression pedal and then fade it back as well too, but I'm not sure if that would cut everything off. Not sure on that. Well, I mean, I mean, well, there are three, there are three expression pedals. Probably there's a way to do it. You know what? That's the thing. Like we're both puzzling. I know. There's probably we could if we had a separate, not your main volume pedal, mm -hmm. not your main volume, because I I have my volume externally. I have my 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 expression pedal one, 
is uh, is a mono DOD. Okay. You, you know, set to mono mode. Yep. Um, uh, TS set TS, and that uh, DOD only does volume. Okay. I mean, I got it right here. Yep. Raspberry in the chat says you could stick a looper on a parallel path with a volume pedal after it. Ah. Okay, so that maybe there's the answer right there. Right. Yeah, I use one of these guys. Okay. Yeah, I've seen those. Yep. And they and they're great because they're they're really they're super they're heavy duty they're heavy duty they're really they're they're they're, they're really wide mm-hmm. but they're really short. Yeah, a smaller footprint. Yeah, and but sturdy enough to tip over. It's a really well, really well. I like to really appreciate accessories like this because they're super well engineered mm-hmm. and they're super practical. They are for sure. You know, yeah, they certainly are. Another speaking of other companies, I would just like to give a nod to as well too. Um, uh, Paul Shedden and the team over at Mission Engineering Inc. They make some great expression pedals as well too. Uh, very, oh, very yeah. nice. Yeah, I use uh, Mission Engineering the, the Expressionator. Yes, exactly. I, and I have one down here. I, I swear by it. I use it strictly for WAV at the moment, um, but, and it, but it replaced my EVH WAV. I don't even use it anymore. I actually got rid of it, you know, so I'm wow. using the WAVs and the Helix. So the last question was from, uh, I think it was Jeremy Carter, I think it was. Let me just go back and double check. Um, I, I'm almost positive it was from Jeremy. Yes, Jeremy Carter, ask who your influences are. And I'm sure we share an Eddie Van Halen influence, but who are some of your other artists that influenced you growing up? Sure, well, Carlos... Mm-hmm. Jimmy, uh, Alan Holdsworth, of course, Eddie Van Halen, um, Jan Ackerman, Jan Ackerman from guitars from Focus. Okay, phenomenal, phenomenal guitarist. Um, Bill Connors, the first gu- first guitarist from uh, Return to Forever. Um, oh my goodness, Robert Fripp. Oh yeah, King Crimson. Fripp, Fripp, Adrian Ballou. Yep. Uh, certainly, BB um, King, Jimmy Nolan, you know um, uh, Hubert Sumlin. I love Hubert Sumlin. Um, yeah, those are a few. I mean, it, and guitars like you know, there there are some that are really obscure. Like mm-hmm. there was a guitar guitars from my neighborhood, like uh, Andre LaSalle, uh, Arthur Rames, um, you know, uh, just just Larry Marsden. If anyone out there knows Larry Marsden, tell 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 him I actually gave him I gave him uh, a shout out. Okay, yeah. I I've heard that name and I don't know Eddie why. Eddie Hazel, Eddie Hazel. Okay, uh, you know, like well, just like your inspirations in life, you have a very eclectic, a, a nice, really vast set of influences and I think that's been a lot not only has it made you a great person in life, but I think that's really helped you with your your sound and your voice over the, over, over your Absolutely. career. And, and and the thing is, like, the the players that are, you know, like, there's so many guitarists and there's so many different ways to approach it. Like, like Rory Gallagher, holy cow. Holy cow. Holy cow. Like, Rory Gallagher, like, there's videos of Rory Gallagher. He, he puts an entire, he puts an entire set of energy in two tunes. It's like, it's <laughs> unbelievable. Tommy Boland, the great, late, great Tommy Boland. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, Ernie Isley. Ernie Isley, man, you know. Robin Trower. I mean, there's, there's, you know, there's players and players and players and and uh, just, you know, wonderful, idiosyncratic. You know, I, I was on stage. You know, they had a Bowie celebration, and I sat in, and I was standing on stage, you know, next to Earl Slick, and I was like, you know, 
that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Reeves Cabrels, you know, who's the, with the cure now is in the monster, you know? So there, there are a lot of people. Some people are, are personal friends like Andy Black Sugar, Ronnie Drayton, you know, like, you know, so I, I was, you know, I just came, I actually was in LA, in the LA area and I just came back because I've been I'm producing artist named, guitarist named Derek Day. And y'all are going to hear his name. He's ri- ridiculous. He's like a cross between Jeff Buckley and Tommy Bowling. Oh, wow. He sings his, he sings, he plays great and he sings. It's ridiculous. And we just did, did a few tracks and I'm, I'm over the moon with them. So, well, yeah, know- but there are a lot of folks that have just meant a lot to me. You know, uh, Alex Skolnick, you know, he's a, he's an iconic oh, yeah. guitar player, but is a, 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 an actual friend, you know, is a beautiful, um, beautiful person, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, yep. there's oh, just I, a lot of folks, man, that I dig, a lot I, of folks. I get it for sure. And you know, the funny thing is, if I had the same conversation, which I do a lot with other guitar players on the show every week, I guarantee it wouldn't be just once, it'd be multiple times that people would say, I'm okay, so-and-so, and so-and-so, Vernon Reed, so-and-so, so-and-so. Ah. <laughs> so you're, you're well-respected. And with that note, as we wrap up, uh, Guitar Hack, one of my buddies here, he says, so when is part two of this show? So what I'd like to do down in the future, we'll, we'll keep in touch on this, but what I'll do is I'll bring you, because I wanted to bring you on the EVH show as well, too, right, uh, sure. scheduling worked today for this one for Helix Hour. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're, it was great to have you for the Helix Hour. You're a user of the product for many years yeah. and the brand. But I'll send out an invite, and we'll have you for a 90-minute show over on EVH. We'll talk. We'll get, we'll geek right out. No holds barred. Absolutely. And we'll have some fun. And, and uh, fantastic. We'll, yeah, I look forward to it. Well, don't. It's do- long. It's long. Long overdue. We gotta do. We have to do this after two. 2.8 comes out. Let's do it. That'll be great because we we can talk some Helix over on my other show. We do that. I'm, the shows cross over back and forth. So. I was like, you know, Matt, why wasn't I informed? What's, <laughs> what's that about, man? I'll send you a link after the off the air. I'll send you a link to everything that's in it. It's public knowledge, and uh, and we'll we'll be having it soon. But listen, don't go away. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air, uh, everyone. Thank you for the uh, generous uh, super chats and participation and, and support today. It's absolutely amazing. It does help us greatly uh, continue with the shows because you know it does take us a little bit of time away from our regular jobs as we do um, this work. But it's a labor of love. We love it. And uh, I knew this was going to be a great show with you today, Vernon. You're just I mean we could talk everything other than gear and still have a great show. Right. You know? you know, Eric, you know, you are incredibly patient. I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate your kind forbearance. This is a this is a wonderful thing and uh you're doing a great thing for the guitar community out there. Thank you, sir. I, I'm very humbled, and uh, I'm blessed to, to have you as a, as a new friend. And uh, thank you for working with us as well, too. You're you're a great gentleman, and uh, we all love you so very, very much. I, I really, really appreciate it. This is a wonderful forum. And I just say to everybody out there, hey, listen, one fret at a time. That is be- that is beautiful. That is that is beautiful. Everyone, thank you so much. Have a rest of your uh, great evening. And if you're a Walking Dead fan, a nice show on tonight. At Woo, Con- yes, yeah. we'll talk about that. That's right. There's a big one tonight. The, whisper, the Whisperers. Yeah, Ryan Hurst. You, you got to yeah, like man. Opie, right? He's uh, Beta on The Walking Dead. That's gonna. It's pretty good. He's gonna have a showdown with Daryl tonight. So, should All be right. pretty good. All right, everybody. We'll see you very, very soon. And until next time, cheers. Hey, EVH Care TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. 
there are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at EVHGearDiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.